Thank you so much for tuning in to the Black Girl Known podcast. Black Girl Known creates space for women of color to breathe easy. We promote holistic wellness and inner beauty for women of color. We encourage self-care, self-love, and self-empowerment for communities of color. This is Lauren Ash. Hey, y'all. This is Akia Najiba. Thanks so much for listening in. You can subscribe to our podcast on Google Play Music as well as iTunes. And if you head on over to blackgirlgnome.com slash podcast, you can also catch our episodes there as well. Also, don't forget to send us your comments and thoughts via Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So excited for another Black Girl and Ohm conversation today. Yup, we got another one for y'all. How you feeling, Zakia? I'm feeling pretty good. I feel pretty relaxed. I got a cup of mint tea right here by my side. Doing I wish me some I good. Had you make me one too. Girl, this tea is off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so sipping good. some water, staying hydrated. It's getting warm in here in uh in Chicago and in this little studio. We need the air conditioner on. Thank God it's getting warm in Chicago because Chicago has been planned with my emotions with this weather. <laughs> and it looked like it was about to rain earlier. So <laughs> You know, I do. I do. <laughs> so uh, let's continue our uh, our chat on some of our favorite things. Um, got some really good news today. So I'm going to share about my favorite thing right now. Um, just got word literally 30 minutes ago that Party Noir, which as most people listening know, I'm also the co-founder of Party Noir, which is a monthly day party focused on black joy. We just got recognized in the Chicago Reader as the best day party in or as the best dance party in Chicago. So yes, I'm like the dopest, <laughs> blackest, most lit party in Chicago right now. Yeah, and it's just a shout out to my co-founders, Nick Alder and Ray Chardonnay, for just being so passionate. Um, we have been manifesting this since last summer, and we've had the party every month since September. And it's just such a, a amazing, positive, affirming space for black people, for black women in particular. And it's just so great to be affirmed in this from our community members who all voted to make this recognition possible. So... That's my favorite thing, Party Noir. <laughs> what about you? Zakia? And anyone who's like been to a Party Noir before, it's probably y'all's favorite thing too. True. Because Party Noir <laughs> is like the most beautiful, like black, dope, <laughs> queer, fun, lit space in Chicago. And Thanks, a lot of us look forward to it every month because we need that. Yes. We need that affirmation. We need that joy. We need... To just like let loose and just be ourselves because True. not all spaces appreciate that. True. Um, so one of my favorite things right now. What is one of my favorite things right now? Honestly, I've been pretty obsessed with the St. Heron Collective. Yes. So if y'all know this, you probably probably already know this, but Solange started this like online space called St. Heron and they basically have a lot of things on there that are related to like arts, music, culture and I've been checking out their blog more recently and it's just like so 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 dope and I've been following the Instagram page but I never actually went on the website and so I've been checking out the website and it's been like so so beautiful. I love the aesthetic. I love the people 
And um, yeah, so you all should check it out, St. Heron. And there's this really dope band that I heard of, but I never actually listened to, called St. Beauty Band. They're signed to Wonderland Records. Girl, their last music video that I saw on St. Heron, I was just like, oh my God. It was like this beautiful, like black utopian summer road trip like all the visuals were just like amazing i'm gonna check it out later and then i think we have to plan a road trip girl yes go (laughs) go go on the website check the video out check out the website it's dope because you know solange is dope and her whole collective of like women is just like really really dope so yeah that's my favorite thing right now i love it too i mean it's great to see another platform similar to ours giving um, visibility and and attention to other creatives of color. That's mm-hmm. so important. That's mm-hmm. so important. So, yes. Well, I'm excited to get into the show tonight, uh, or right now, and I know that you are too, Zakia. We have another special guest um, on the show, Brandy, the creator of Thoughtfully Magazine. We have been enjoying Thoughtfully Magazine as a platform online, as well as a print magazine for quite a while now and so um brandy we're so happy to have you on the show i'm so happy to be here <laughs> so why don't you share a little bit more about yourself and how you came into thoughtfully magazine wow uh, what a story thoughtfully was birth we launched last year january of 2015 and it really was out of kind of this natural culmination um, of just kind of my personal wellness journey. Uh, For me, it began in 2001 when a family friend asked, uh, did I know what was in my uh, beauty products uh, and my personal care products? Nobody had ever asked me that question before. You know, I kind of looked at her uh, a little, you know, kind of taken aback. Like, what do you mean? Do I know what's in the in the products? You kind of just thought that whatever was sold on a store a store shelf um, that you could trust. And so it was really interesting that began to open up kind of the conversation um, around ingredients, around um, you know some of the the regular the regulations um, around cosmetic ingredients um, that have not even been touched since 1937. A lot of people don't know that. Um, I didn't know that uh, back in 2001. And so that just began this really interesting journey where it just made sense to me. Um, Something about that really clicked and kind of resonated within me. Um, And so what that did is kind of open the door. I'd already, I was always um, a very active growing up and played sports. And so that Part, kind of the fitness part was there, but not necessarily in the rest of, of the area. So knowing what was in my products began to open up, knowing um, even more so what was in, in my foods um, and kind of being sold and then really began. And of course, um, just kind of growing up where kind of spirituality in terms of, um, you know, soul and emotions uh, being attended to. And so it began this this uh, kind of wellness journey where I really wanted I wanted the best in all areas of my life. I didn't want just one area to thrive, and of course that that is not a an overnight process. <laughs> it is very much a process that is a day by day journey. And so as I worked in in corporate, um, I'm a marketing and and brand um, manager by trade, and so as I did that on both the digital and the the print side, um, and then of course you know was was 
heavily into researching and um, and soaking up as much information and and meeting everyone kind of behind you know many of these brands um, that we see and getting to know folks um, and just hungry to soak up information and and be educated in this area. That was also very much a, a part of my life. Um, and then a couple years ago, my husband had got his kind of dream job, which moved us away from big city living. I'm originally from the D.C. area um, and have also lived in New York um, and then most recently in Dallas, Texas. And so here we were living in this small coastal town. We're based here right now, thoughtfully, is in northwest Florida in Destin, uh, Florida, specifically along the Gulf Coast, some of the most beautiful waters um, in the world. We've got, um, it's nicknamed the Emerald Coast, where literally it is these blue, green, clear waters and this white powder, soft sand beneath your feet that never gets um, hot under it. And it is just absolutely breathtaking. Um, but with that, it's a very much of a, a much slower pace. And, and of course, the industry is different. And so it was really, you know, where I, for the first time in my life, didn't know necessarily what I was doing um, professionally. Um, because with that, of course, um, you know, give and take in any marriage and relationship. And my husband has been amazing um, at supporting me in many areas, um, you know, along the way that this was kind of my area to support him. And so in that space of kind of wondering what was next, I just began to create. Um, and so I had done it for so long for so many others. And I just began to create what felt authentic and natural from within, out of myself, what was it that I wanted to see? And I've always had a kind of a love and fascination um, with with just print. Um, and so it kind of naturally evolved into a magazine. And so literally the idea came to me, um, and then a couple months later, because I'm so used to working, uh, when you're working in corporate and working for, for large organizations, deadlines are fast, you move fast. And so literally I had had conceived this idea and gave birth to it in a matter of, I think it took me like two to three months, literally from, okay, I'm going to do this. What is it going to be called? Let me round up everyone and then actually have a finished product. And it was just so neat and so cool. Um, and we had happened to do a piece with um, Walter Robb, uh, one of the co-founders of, uh, of Whole Foods. And that is literally what catapulted the start of Thoughtfully Magazine. We're about to go into our, our sixth issue, which will be out next month. And that's story. thank you, <laughs> of how it all got started. And it's just a, a really beautiful and fun ride to really um, be able to inspire, to inform, um, and to educate uh, in this space. That's so great. Um, thank you for sharing um, kind of the different ways in which you manifested thoughtfully. I think in many ways I can relate and certainly Zaki and I can both relate um, with the relatively short amount of time that it kind of took to launch this passion of yours because of your willingness to step into that uncertainty, like you mentioned, and just create what felt natural, create what felt, what felt authentic and just see how trusting, how taking a leap of faith and how moving with what feels right can lead to relatively 
quick growth. And it's really amazing. It's like magic almost, you know? Um, it really is. And even when you're stepping through the, pro- you almost feel the magic because it's, and you both know, I think it, it because th- these are, these are things that have been dwelling within you and almost like they've been waiting for that, that moment in time to come out. So you see this almost kind of magic happen because it was already there and just waiting to be uncovered. Um, And so that's been one of the most beautiful things um, in this in this process is to just watch that, watch it it come out from within, constantly watch uh, almost like the practice of it all and getting stronger um, and, and getting better with every kind of step of the way. Wow. And I also love the title thoughtfully because it speaks to, I think, a deeper consciousness about being aware of what we're putting in our bodies, um, what we're using on our bodies. Um, And so could you speak more to why it was so important or imperative for you to give your magazine um, a really definitive name like that? Yeah, great question. Literally, when I was kind of thinking about it, and of course, in this kind of wellness space, not, you know, everything's natural, organic and, and eco and green. And so you're looking at all of those things. And as I was thinking about the name and kind of what it came down to, it wasn't so much that. And of course, again, we're huge proponents of natural and organic and, and eco and green and sustainability and being ethical, all of those things. But it wasn't so much that one category, what it came down to when I found myself kind of talking out loud about it was giving a bit more thought, right? Giving a bit more thought to what we eat, to, um, to our activity level, um, to what we're putting on our skin, um, even as much as to, to our behaviors, to our emotions, to how we treat one another. And so that's really what kind of birthed the name thoughtfully, because that's, that's what it was. That's what it came down to. It came down to, wow, what would happen if we all just began to give a little bit more thought um, to what's going on around us and within us? Um, and so that word, and then when I began to kind of you know speak it out, and then it was thought, okay, and then thought, thoughtfulness, and then thoughtfully, thoughtfully, and then it was like that <laughs> light bulb that goes off, and you're like, that's it, that's it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I love this, too, because we have on our show thus far had Brittany Josephina speak about the power of um, being more mindful about your your thoughts and what you write down and put out into the world. And we've also had Janae Claiborne, a vegan chef, who shared about being mindful about what you put in your body and on your body and what you um, buy as a consumer and, and more mindfulness and thoughtfulness around that. Um, what do you think has been difficult for you personally, or what have you been challenged by, um, in terms of living more thoughtfully, living more mindfully? You know, I've done this for so long now that it's in terms of my current state, it's not as, it's, I don't find it as challenging, but I want to back up to when I first began, because whenever you start something new, it's challenging, one, because it's it's unknown territory that you're stepping into. So you find yourself, you've got a bunch of a bunch of questions. You're used to what you're used to, right? So some of it is changing habit. Um, and you're also kind of breaking away from kind of a, a, a norm with what's going on around you. So you've got a lot of that. So in terms of 
knowing where to go for the information, you know, that was challenging at first because, okay, I know that this makes sense to me. I know that I want to do this, you know, early on, I was also a college student. Um, so we, you know, as college students, not, you know, resources are sometimes lacking. Um, and so I had to be on a budget. Um, I'm also a black woman. I've also got, you know, curly natural hair. Um, that's coarser in texture. I've got all these things that I can't just, you know, some of the things I would read where someone would just be like, oh, slap this, you know, on your hair um, or on your skin. I couldn't. Oh, and I also have very highly um, blemish prone skin. So that was something because just because I would try something, it could potentially break me out. So I had a, a lot of challenges, but I found myself up for the task where I would just kind of keep pushing through and kind of keep finding stuff. Um, and I knew just like if I try to, you know, and again, I'm just giving the example of, um, you know, in, in beauty, where if I found a conventional product that didn't work, then I would just go on to the, to the next. I wouldn't say, okay, oh, well, a natural product um, doesn't work. So therefore, no, you know, no natural products work. Right. Um, so that certainly wasn't, you know, the mindset. And definitely the, the few things that were the, probably the hardest to find um, in terms of product-wise, um, were deodorants, mascaras, um, colors for skin. Um, I found that a lot, not only for myself, um, but especially for um, other members of my family that were more on a darker tone, mm -hmm. um, that it was hard to find. And so it's really been, you know, when I look at now to what we have, where the industry has grown to in 2016, we've still... Still got further to go, but I am so pleased with how far, literally, I mean, again, I really only had the resources of, you know, some of the brands I could find at Whole Foods. Again, this is back in 2001. Even just the assortment offered at Whole Foods, there's so many, so many. Um, it's really interesting when you get in this space, you know, where before you're like, where is all of this stuff? Because again, it's not necessarily easily found in kind of, you know, in your everyday shopping, um, you know, when you're out at these stores, but all over the internet. Um, and so that really has been just really been a kind of a saving grace through this whole journey to be able to have that. Um, but those were the biggest things, but now really you're seeing, you're definitely seeing a rise. Hair was a struggle. <laughs> um, <laughs> to say know, the least, that's always right? a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> It, it was real. The struggle was real with the hair. I mean, that was at a time where, you know, just as a, in terms of, yes, there were pockets. I mean, at that time I was living in New York, so you had a bunch of folks walking around natural. But in terms of kind of as a mass, um, you know, just kind of all around the U.S., you, you didn't see that necessarily right. embracing of that. Right. It was still, you know, I mean, I just I mean, growing up, spending all day in the salon. Um, and just the amount of work that went into hair. Um, and so it, that just incredible to get my time back going, going natural, um, and finding, finding products that work. And so that was, you know, it was a little bit of a, of a journey, um, as you know, most people will attest to with going natural. Um, but again, found my, you know, found my routine, found kind of my, my go-to products, um, you know, found my stylist in terms of getting, you know, getting a great um, shape in. And so all of those things really help. But I would say those would probably be kind of the toughest and challenging. Probably most people will always kind of say, okay, the hardest part 
of is just it's really finding the right the right products but you know that's why thoughtfully is out there there's you know many other places too or resources is that hopefully you know we're putting in the time to do the resource research to kind of put in the blood sweat and tears um, in terms of over the years and bring in such this kind of combined experience that we're able to give recommendations, not just because it sounds good or because it looks good, but, but because we actually know this stuff is kind of tried and true um, and has kind of been through, been through the ranks, if you will, um, and that we, we know it works. Right. And so you speak a lot to using natural and organic products. And you also have... Um, a blog called Organic Beauty Talk. And so as I was going through it um, before, I noticed that there's a small tidbit on there that says natural is better, but organic is best. So oftentimes when folks are shopping for products, I know I do this when I'm shopping for things, I automatically assume that because it says it's natural on the label, that that means it's also organic. And so speaking to that language, could you explain to our listeners, so what exactly is the difference between something being natural and something being organic? Yes. Okay. So natural by net definition can kind of mean a little bit, just can kind of mean that it comes from the ground. So that there is no, <laughs> there is no like regulatory, you know, measure around being natural and even organic unless it's food, right? So we have the USDA that regulates um, organic in terms of food, but not in, in cosmetics. And so we just really live in kind of this age where really technically Everything should be um, should be quote unquote organic and natural should all be the same, but unfortunately it isn't right. Meaning like you should think fruit. Okay, if I'm getting fruits and vegetables, it should all be good for you, right? Um, but we just live in such this mass production society um, where we have started to kind of compromise our way of production. Um, for getting things out and what it's done is really affect people's health so when I go to the grocery store and I'm thinking that I'm doing really great by eating those fruits and vegetables little do I know that if I don't get organic I'm literally inserting all these pesticides into my body um, in the process of eating what should be good for me um, and so it's really become this kind of sad you know it's just a, this dilemma. And so it really just makes us, again, as customers um, being educated, which, again, thank goodness for the digital age. We've really got everything kind of at our fingertips. But that's, that's what it is. And in terms of, you know, when you're reading those labels, the front labels, and, again, this even goes back to my background in, in, in marketing, is that the front side is to, it's to grab and hook you. And it really mm-hmm. is for the marketing. Um, and so what the tr- what you can really tell is if something is natural is go to its ingredient list. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're reading, um, look for ingredients. It's going to be listed in order in terms of what's going to be kind of the most substantial amount um, of that particular um, ingredient. Um, and then in terms of organic, it will specify um, if it's organic. Now, I will say this. There are a lot of small brands. <laughs> Um, that are do- that really are doing organic, um, but they may not be able to afford some of the seals um, or some of the things that come with it. So that's why it's just really important. If you're in the you know in the store, sometimes I know, I know it's, it takes a little bit extra, but you know it's a minute or two, and I'll look it up 
um, and just to make sure. But just, you know, look through those things because somebody, somebody could tout that they have, again, natural, you know, so-and-so, but then it's laced with, um, you know, sulfates and glycols and all types of other things that are known hormone disruptors and, and cancer causers. And so it's just we really live um, in a time where it's really, really important to be educated about, um, again, what we're putting both in and, and on our bodies. Thank you. Wow. For that. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. I mean, some of that was also new information for me as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's one of these things that it's not it's just it's not talked about. Um, and we're just we're moving so fast that sometimes in the midst of, you know, coming up with new ideas or someone suggesting certain things or, OK, we're going to put this preservative in the food to make it last longer on shelves. We don't realize in the lasting effects that those preservatives are having on our health. Um, because we were never, we were, we, I mean, our bodies weren't designed to take in sy- synthetics. I mean, we were really designed to take in the, you know, the nutrients and the, and the goodness um, that this earth brings us. And so when you start kind of messing with that, you find these interesting, you know, these interesting effects. And I do want to emphasize that it's not out of a fear or, um, you know, kind of this worry or anything like this. It's really... This idea that, um, again, you know, I kind of always go back to it makes sense. If I've got a choice between two products or two foods, you know, both are going to be, you know, potentially give me the desired result that I want. But one could actually, you know, cause me, potentially cause me harm in the process where the other one is completely nourishing for me. To me, it just it's just a kind of a no brainer to go with the one that's nourishing for you every time. And why even take, you know, take the risk? And so it's just one of these things where the more that we can begin to have these conversations, you know, every time we buy stuff, we're casting our vote. And so those things continue That's to be made. <laughs> That's <laughs> real. So, you know, say we want this, so they make more of it. Um, but when we start to get educated and we really realize, you know, what's going on, we can kind of we can put our dot and vote and vote differently. Um, and so that way, again, we're not talking about losing, you know, efficacy or losing performance. Um, again, if it's in kind of a, a product we use that they'll make more of it. I mean, it's one of those things you, we would think, I mean, organic should quote unquote be the norm, right? right. We should have to have a choice between, again, I'm eating a piece of fruit. Should I choose the one with pesticides or have to pay a higher price? to not have pesticides. I mean, that just doesn't even make sense to me, but it's just, it's kind of, you know, again, the world we live in. And so it's just, again, being educated. Um, The Environmental Working Group, if you guys have ever heard of um, them, they are a great um, nonprofit out of Washington, D.C. that does a lot of research around foods and personal care. They just, they come out with lists. They came out with um, a great list for produce, kind of your top, I think it was either a top 10 or a top 12. Um, so that way, yes, a dirty dozen. So that way, again, for produce, you can know which ones kind of rank the highest in terms of pesticide count and kind of what to look out for. So, you know, there's some things where you want to kind of always go organic with um, and make sure, of course, for food that you're looking for that organic seal. Um, and then there's some things where, you know, maybe you can get by, but I will say a lot of the brands too are coming out with their, um, their kind of own, 
um, own brands as well, a lot of these stores. And so you are able, I, I know for, for myself, I'm seeing a lot more things organic that are reasonably priced. I love what you said about, um, every time you buy something, it's casting a vote or it's signaling your participation or support for one thing or the next. That reminds me of our conversation we had in our second episode with Janae Claiborne, where she was sharing about how she's been noticing, you know, for the, for the past couple of years in particular, more cruelty free and truly vegan, um, makeup products, you know, when 10 years ago, that wasn't really the case, um, in mainstream stores, you know, which is signaling that there is a market for it and more people who are appreciating the fact that they can buy something and knowing that it hasn't been tested on an animal or that it doesn't have animal products in it. Um, and that there's more of a trend now also in the fashion industry toward vegan leather and things like that. And that, the choices that these companies are making when they make it is obviously, again, signaling actions behind it. So I love that you're also calling this into attention within the food industry, too. Um, we on our show really love for our listeners to be able to walk away with really practical steps and practical actions that they can start taking, um, that we can all start taking to um, tap into you know lives that we're that we're prouder of and actions that we're prouder of. And so I'm hoping that we can actually all, so like Zakia, myself and you, Brandy can share some of our um, best practices for living more mindfully and living more thoughtfully. And I know too, that you and your team are so generous and you are offering a giveaway five, um, five magazines from your most recent issue that's coming out. It'll be out by the time this episode comes out. (laughs) And um, so maybe this can be something that links in with that giveaway. So for those of you listening, um, the first five people to comment on either our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram page. um, So the black girl owned platforms about um, your favorite best practices for living more thoughtfully. will be sending you that issue. So, um, I guess, Brandy, we can start with you. What's like one best practice of yours for living more thoughtfully, something that we can all tangibly start practicing today? Yeah. So what I'm going to do is say this before I get into kind of my one, one, my one practice. One of the things we emphasize here at Thoughtfully is starting where you are, um, using what you have and doing what you can. So it's not this idea that everything needs to feel overwhelming. Or I've got to change everything at once. But if you can just start, for instance, food, if I can just incorporate one organic uh, produce item or one organic like off-the-box item, et cetera, or I can just switch out one product that maybe it's just cruelty-free and maybe the next step is it's both cruelty-free and it has both healthy ingredients as well because not everything that is cruelty-free is good for you. So I just want to put put that out there. Um, In terms of a a, a practice um, for me that has been most beneficial because I feel like it actually spreads out to all areas of my life is really being mindful of what I'm saying to myself about myself. Um, And so when I'm speaking Mm -hmm. the best over myself, when I'm I'm recognizing um, and when I say my, the, the beauty of, of what I am, I'm not talking about this, just this, this kind of like superficial beauty. I'm talking about the uniqueness, um, in which I'm made in which I'm wired, um, in which I step through life, right? Because we're all a gift, um, and I'll have a bunch of, um, gifts within us that are waiting to come out, um, for the world around us. 
Um, because if we all do our part in the space that we're in, wow, 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 what magic can kind of happen um, from that. But that would be the biggest thing. And so what I really try to do is not only the thoughts that I think, but say it out loud. So really speaking something that is affirming um, every day um, over myself, over my family, um, over our readers, um, just kind of out into the world. I love that. And thanks for prefacing this whole kind of next conversation with the note about um, accessibility and about um, coming into it where you're at. Because that's so real. Sometimes we learn new information and we feel all gung-ho and we feel like, oh, I'm about to just do all of this at once. And then you don't do anything. And then you just feel awful. And there's no productivity in that. Feeling guilty. It's so, so true. It's so true. Yes. And it's also overwhelming as well because it's like, you know, you'll see a documentary on Netflix or you'll read like an article online. You're like, oh, shit, like I have to change my like my entire life. I have to change everything. Or even we were in New York with Janae. Me and Lauren were like immediately like, oh, my God, we want to be vegan. But (laughs) it's like coming into this realization that these things take time. And as you said, Brandy, it's really essential that you you know, start where you are and start with what you with what you have. And that's really, really important. And so it's like, even if you can't like afford or have the time to be completely organic or natural, you can take those baby steps, you know, as well as like trade things out, you know what I mean? And so I think that's really important. So thank you for sharing that with us. I would say one of my, um, practical steps that I'm actually not currently doing, but I'm going to share it now and speak it aloud to everyone who's listening. So y'all can hold me accountable. I give you permission to do that. Um, is, um, committing to making at least one new vegan and, um, organic meal a week. Um, and that could be a salad (laughs) that could be a full blown, like, you know, two course, three course meal, But it's been an intention of mine for a while now to experiment more in the kitchen with making healthier dishes. And I don't think that it's too much to ask myself or even my budget to make at least one healthy, organic meal every single week. Um, I have resources at my fingertips. I mean, I feel like we've been talking about her a lot on the show because she's very relevant to this conversation. But Janae Claiborne has fantastic dishes on her website, Sweet Potato Soul. Um, And I personally have friends around me and also a partner who's also interested and committed to eating healthy. So, um, that's something that I think that I'm, I'm sharing with everyone, but I'm also committing to myself. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. Commit once a week and it doesn't take that much really, Mm -mm. to be honest. I'm going to, I'm going to take that away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, one piece of advice that I think I would like to share with people or that you can at least commit to is really simple. And that's pretty much just self-educate. So, I mean, nowadays the internet is like so accessible. You know, we live in the age of Google where you can pretty much Google everything. And so I think for me nowadays, like I feel like there are really no excuses, at least for me personally, if I don't have knowledge on anything, So my thing is like self-educate y'all. If you want to know something, just look it up online, do research, connect with people who may have the information or the resources 
And as far as living organically and naturally and being thoughtful and mindful about your practices, there's so many um, publications and websites and videos out there on the internet that are catering more to an organic and holistic lifestyle. So, I mean, I think that's really, really important. And a lot of the knowledge that I've received as far as being more mind- mindful, being thoughtful about what I'm putting in my body, what I'm putting on my body, is honestly from other folks out there who are sharing the information and sharing the knowledge that is accessible online. So that's my thing. Self-educate, y'all. So important. <laughs> so important. We have no excuses, really. There little aren't. by little. Just not, like in not in 2016. Not in 2016. You really don't. There's too much. There's really, there's so much nowadays that that there, there really isn't. There really isn't. And it makes it so easy, too. Yes. Um, as well. So, again, if you're listening, um, please, hopefully you're the first one to listen. Come to our Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook and just share one of your best practices for living more mindfully and thoughtfully. And if you're one of the first five, we will send you the most recent issue. Um, So let's talk about your next issue. If you can um, let us know what's in it. Again, by the time this comes out, it will be out. So share some of your favorites from this next issue and thoughtfully. Okay, well, I can't tell too much because it has not, it's a, it, we are in the process of we're about to go into production and it'll hit newsstands um, the end of next month. But I will say this, which you'll always find um, in, in Thoughtfully, is we're going to have, of course, a whole lot of, a whole lot of wellness. Um, we'll especially have some really great uh, vegan raw foods um, and things happening. And then we've got some really, really great stories um, with some of our makers um, around uh, organic beauty and things like that. So we've got a little a little bit of everything and some really great places that you're going to want to put on your list to travel to. Um, but doing it in kind of a, a different uh, kind of thoughtful and kind of adventurous and kind of this idea where you're engaging in the places um, and immersing yourself in the culture of where you go and, and visit. And so it's got it's got a lot and it feels vibrant um, summer. It's colorful um, and you're just going to feel good reading it and looking at it um, and you're going to walk away even better for it. So it's really going to give you some great tools as well that you can easily because we're all about easily uh, doing things easily over here at Thoughtfully is um, be able to easily incorporate it into your your lifestyle. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to read it ourselves. <laughs> I loved the last episode. Um, if most people who know me personally know that I'm such a big fan of Hannah Bronfman and she was on the cover of your last um of your last issue and I was just so in love with that so thank you (laughs) you so welcome and yes we you know one of the things I want to add about about Thoughtly is we're really um, a publication for women and for all women and so that is one of the things for me as a woman of color that I have actually seen that has lacked um, on the newsstands Um, and so we are really um, doing a, a as best a job that we can and continuing to push even more that you're truly going to see a reflection of, of all women, um, and particularly women of color. Um, and so I love that you'll keep seeing more covers of that. Again, we only produce, um, four issues a year. Um, but with that, um, you will continue to kind of see some of your favorites, um, there, um, within your community, 
popping up um, on our pages and on our cover um, covers as well. Yay. That's so great. <laughs> I mean, it's great to know that like, you know, Oh, magazine isn't the only one where we'll see that, you know, <laughs> and it's always Oprah on the front. I love Oprah. If she's listening, I love you, Oprah. <laughs> but seriously, representation matters. It does. And I think, you know, seeing someone that looks like you, um, you know, it's a, it's important. And I think it's just it's one of those things across the board. Um, and so what we want to be careful of and thoughtful about um, particularly those of us who are making decisions around what people kind of take in visually um, media wise is that we're really doing and, and giving a good representation um, of what that looks like and not doing it because it is, you know, kind of the, you know, where we just kind of put in our, our thing here because we kind of have to, but because we really understand the uniqueness, the diversity of, of the culture we live in within, within, I mean, just this country alone, um, and really making sure we're being reflective of that. And so that is really near and dear is that if we're going to serve women, we should be serving all, all women. And so that's really important for, for us here at Thoughtfully. That's powerful. So we like to play games on our show for everyone listening. You know this. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So uh, (laughs) since you are someone who is living an intentional path and um, striving to cultivate authenticity and mindfulness and all that you do, uh, we'd absolutely love to hear about your favorite mantra of the moment, if you have one and what it is. Oh my gosh, my favorite mantra. I have been on this whole thing of just, I feel like um, letting go um, and that's that is really that has been the theme of our our last um, our, our current issue that's out now issue five. Um, but this mantra of letting go and, and making room. And so I kind of had this thing where I kind of say to myself, of you know when something I, I come across something that feels a little bit uncomfortable, but I know I got to do it. <laughs> where that I'll say to myself you know, this idea that whatever it is that I can, I can let go of this, um, this thing, whatever it is, so that I can make room for, um, and allow myself to grow and to get better, um, into it. And so wherever I find, I say, okay, I have my, and I almost kind of do this where if you can imagine those of you guys who are listening, where you put your hands out, um, and then clench them like you're you're making a fist, but with your um, your palms up. Um, and so that's this idea of what we're doing when we're when we're holding on to stuff and don't want to let go of things that we know are going to serve our highest best. I'm not talking about just you know letting go of kind of anything and everything, but letting go of those things that we know, particularly as women, that we may wrestle with, um, but we know in our heart of hearts, because um, I'm sure you guys can attest to this, whenever we find that we need to go and talk with our um, our friends and our sisters and all these other folks that we have to kind of say, okay, what do you think about this? We really know what we, what we think about it. We really know what we should be doing. Um, and so I find myself kind of gently opening up those hands um, and saying, I will make room for more. I will make room for more because I want the best, because I want my best, because I want the best for the people around me. And so I begin to kind of say these, again, you know, whatever it is, kind of say these things around letting go um, and making room. 
Amen. Wow. Preach. <laughs> that was really beautiful. And I'm sure a lot of folks can relate to that because when you hold on to things, it just continuously just in a lot of situations can build up negativity and can hold you back from receiving um, beautiful energy into your life. And so thank you yeah. so much for sharing that. You're welcome. So have you faced any challenges as um, an entrepreneurial woman, woman of color, doing the work that you're doing? Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I will say this. Um, there's things that I've experienced over my life um, where things have, you know, I, I will say that I, I feel as a, a bit grateful that in many areas I've, I've, I've been protected where I know things that have could have happened to me that haven't or have happened to people I know that just really saddened, have saddened me in terms of, you know, things that have been, you know, on the kind of extreme side of, of what we would call a, a you know, a challenge um, for those of us who are, um, you know, of color or, um, you know, and then it's particularly as an entrepreneur. But in terms of, um, you know, what I find myself the most is that it, it's always hard paving the way. I don't know about you ladies or, or any of our listeners, but I find over the course of my life, there's been many instances where I found that, um, that I'm, 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 it's very few of me. <laughs> and the, the, you know, I found this in, in my education. I found this in, in corporate, um, that kind of the higher when I, I went up, um, there was, I didn't see, you know, anyone that, that looked like me, you know, around me. And so you're almost pioneering. And so you begin to kind of, um, you know, learn because of this, because of some of the challenges and especially as being an entrepreneur, I probably say most of the challenges, um, it kind of across the board is that we're not operating on some, you know, with the backing of some big machine. And so you, you know, our biggest challenges are, are the resourcefulness, the, the, par the partnering, constantly kind of pushing and, and paving the way because you really don't have anyone to do that for you. And so you begin to kind of build up this resiliency, this strength, um, this real inner strength. I think that especially both being an entrepreneur and being, um, you know, a woman of color that you begin to kind of um, to develop. Um, and grow even more so. Um, and so literally when I do um, what I do and when I face those moments of challenge, um, where before I could have found myself getting easily, and when I say maybe not easily is the right word, but just frustrated, or they could potentially be discouragements, where now I understand that my challenge, challenges are going to be there. They're just part of the life and the world we live in. Um, one of the things, this is just a side note real quick that I've learned to let go of is the asking of why. Sometimes we may not always know the why with things and we can really get hung up. Why is this happening to this to me? Why are they doing this to me? Why is whatever, whatever, whatever? We spend all this energy in this time and that just may not ever be answered. And is it really necessary to even move past whatever we're going through? No. And so what I found is that the sooner I can look at what is happening to me objectively, meaning get out of my emotions, step back out of it 
and just figure out a solution for it, for the challenges that I'm facing, the quicker I'm able to move through and not just move through it, but come out above it and on top of it. Um, and so those, that is really something that has, um, has really kind of transpired from going through, you know, going through, you know, the challenges that many of us are, are going to face. They're just part of, you know, just part of it. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? Any last minute tidbits? Yes, I would. Lo- I would love to. One, I drop some gems. <laughs> we've, we've got a lot, a lot of gems. And what I want to do is do this. Um, and kind of going back to this whole thing of, of starting where you are, using what you have, doing what you can. Um, you know, where we kind of say, you know, our motto here, thoughtfully, the way life, you know, should be lived. Um, and, and kind of incorporating one thing, and and it was so great, Zakia and Lauren, what what each of you all shared. Um, in terms of one thing. And so, so those of you who are listening begin to, if you can incorporate saying one, um, affirmation or one mantra, um, over yourself each day, um, from whatever it may be, um, in terms of, you know, telling yourself because, you know, everyone else is kind of, is, is kind of telling the the negative, if you will. And if you can begin to, to speak the, the positive of even a, in a greater way over yourself. So speaking one affirmation, if you can, just like, um, the suggestion around the, the meals, if you can take one, um, organic meal or one, um, vegetarian meal or vegan meal, um, if the next time you're shopping, if you can incorporate again, one ingredient um, that's organic that you didn't um, again incorporate before, but but now you are one one product. If you can give yourself twenty minutes a day of of um, yoga um, or some type of physical um, activity, if you can give yourself even one minute of simple quieting your mind and your space, what we know as you know meditation, um, and so if you can even just one minute. Um, of just doing that, of just stopping right where you are and just and just doing that and begin to incorporate it. And so what you begin to see is as you begin to live thoughtfully, as you begin to give um, some mindfulness and some consciousness um, to what you're doing um, and, and, and why you're doing it, what you begin to do is kind of un- uncover, reveal, and really bring your best self to the surface. Um, and what that does is now gives room where now one minute turns into five minutes, turns into 30, turns into an hour, turns into days and months. And, and you look back, you know, five years from now and you're like, wow, um, you know, it, it's now more part of a, of a lifestyle. And remember, you know, it's just like life. I mean, this journey, it's not a race. It's a, it's a marathon. It's the longevity of it all. And so really, if you can begin to embrace, be good to yourself and be good to others um, and gentle to yourself and others along the way, um, as you begin to step through this journey, you'll just really, really begin where you kind of, you just kind of always have this kind of smile and this glow from within because you're just, you watch yourself and it's really this letting go uh, process um, and journey. But again, what you've done is you've put one foot in front of the other and taken a step at a time. And remember, that's really what it comes down to is just take 
one step at a time. I don't care what area it is in your life, but do that and look back um, and you will be amazed at how far you've gone. Very, very well said. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brandy, for sharing that. That is Thank a- you, ladies. This has been amazing. I am so grateful for the work that you guys are, are doing. It is so, so needed um, and so valuable. And to see that we have a, a space um, because we all want to live well and, and women of color want to live well, too. Um, and just where you are, again, really creating a space where we can do that and do that freely and be ourselves. So I just I commend you. I am, again, so grateful for, for what you're doing. And I really thank you um, for allowing me to be be a part of this. Absolutely. Thank you again for being our guests. And I also wanted to let everyone listening know that Brandy and the rest of the amazing team at Thoughtfully Magazine are also offering everyone who's listening a special BGIO discount to their Thoughtfully shop. And they have some really, really cute Thoughtfully yoga tanks. I saw those. I might get one myself. (laughs) Um, So you can get 10% off. um, And I believe the code is BGIO10. Yes? Yes. Awesome. So all information for show notes and some really great um, just other information about Thoughtfully can also be found on our website, blackgirlandom.com slash podcast. But thanks again so much, Randy. And don't forget to check Brandy out on Thoughtfully uh, Magazine, as well as her personal beauty blog, Organic Beauty Talk. Check it out. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Yes. Talk (laughs) to you soon. Bye. Bye. Special thank you to Khalid B. and Peter Espenson, who created the lovely music that you hear throughout our show. And as always, thanks so much to James T. Green for producing, editing, and mixing our episode with production assistance from the wonderful Taz Calair. This is a Post Loudness production. Post Loudness is a collective of independent audio shows by people of color, women, and queer-identified hosts. We'd also love for you to have a listen to another fantastic Post Loudness production, Open Ended, which features narrative-driven stories from folks with a creative bend. Hosted by Cher Vincent and James T. Green, this was one of my favorite uh, podcasts to listen to. I was actually a guest on the show about a year ago. They have amazing guests from Chicago and beyond that share really interesting stories. They have a great sense of humor. So head on over and uh, subscribe to Open Ended. Post Loudness. Audio on the French.